Hey, you're listening to the Look Page Podcast. And in this week's episode, Look shares how to create consistently engaging content that grows your audience and gets people DMing you asking to work with you. This recording is taken from a live workshop Look went recently. It's called Netflix Your Content. So enjoy. All right, here we go. You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, the number one podcast specifically made for coaches. Get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts. We're going to be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? You see, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. Netflix. Guess what? A couple of little stats about the Netty Flickies. 238 million paid subscribers around the world. It is the largest paid streaming service in the world. So they're doing something right. And I'm pretty sure everyone here put their hand up saying that they've got Netflix, right? Um, and yeah, I, I do too. Now, here's the thing with Netflix is that um, I kind of looked at why have they become the world's most popular paid streaming service? And um, it's because they've got these three content principles that they follow. These three specific content principles. We're going to go on the iPad for this one. Woo! I've had time. All right. So um, the principle number one is Netflix. You know when you go blank and you're like you can't spell all of a sudden? <laughs> variety. They got variety. Netflix have variety. Yeah, think about it. We've all got Netflix here. They have got every sort of type of because they they're all they they they're content creators netflix they provide content so they have got content for basically everyone but not only content for everyone really importantly they got content for you no matter how you're feeling in the moment mm. Mm. is anyone here like horror movies we got any heart crazy thriller hurry here we go. Benedict, you're crazy. Just like me. I don't mind a horror movie and I love thrill movies. We're the crazy ones, right? But I don't know about you, Benedict, but uh, me personally, even though I like the thrill of thrillers and to be scared with horrors, man, I don't want that 24-7. Sometimes I just feel like a chilled out rom-com. Yeah? Sometimes I don't even want to watch a movie. I want to watch a documentary. So Netflix have such a large variety of content, but as well as that, they have content based on how I feel in the moment because we're humans and we change how we feel. We change what we want in the moment. So boom, 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 little hints here. <laughs> All right. Second thing is, um, the second one is, Netflix is they are original. Originality, originality. You know, you've got Netflix have got exclusive content to them and only them. 
And look, I'm in Australia, so I don't know if these platforms in Australia, popular ones are Stan. Um, you've got HBO, Foxtel, you've got Bing. I think it's Bing. So I don't know if you guys have those in other parts of the world. Um, but Netflix have original content. Like they're producing movies now, yeah? So all these other streaming platforms can't get it. So they're original. Ooh, liking this. The third content is, is they're consistent. By the way, because we're going to be moving fast, which so far I haven't kept my promise because I'm rambling on, which I'm a rambler. I mean, I admit it. I'm a rambler, everybody. You have walked into a workshop with a rambler. Um, so I, because we could be moving fast, one thing you might want to be doing is definitely taking notes. And I see you taking notes, but also you could be taking screenshots. Yeah. Just in case. Sweet. There, so they're the three content principles. So let's start off with content principle number one, which is variety. And um, I talk about that there's these eight content types. Eight content types that we've got to follow. How-to content, relatable content, belief-busting content. This is probably something you want to screenshot. Vulnerable, but we're going to go through these one, uh, one by one, yeah? So take a photo, take a screenshot. Inspirational content, personal, selling, and then you got a uh, good old news reporter. Woo! Um, so what do most content creators and coaches do is they just basically create the same sort of content. They create the same sort of content. So they create the same sort of like how-to content. And I'll explain what how-to content is in a minute, but they're like, Every post is a how-to content or how-to content. Maybe they chuck a vulnerable post in there. But it's the same, like, usually one, to two, one, two, or three of these content types. Now, imagine Netflix only had horror movies. I'd sign up to Netflix. I'm like, this is sick. This is cool. It's cool now, but then, you know, on a Friday now, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to get scared. Let's just say it's Sunday afternoon. I've had a big weekend. Went to the pub on Saturday night. I'm feeling a little fragile on Sunday now. And I don't want a horror. I just want a romantic comedy to snuggle up with my wife in bed too. And guess what? Netflix have only got horror movies. Uh-oh. All of a sudden, Netflix aren't as cool anymore. They were cool at the start, yeah? They were real cool at the start when I first joined them. But now, once I'm starting to get to know them, I'm like, uh, need some variety. So we're going to do the same thing. All right, here we go. We're going to go through. I'm changing the slide. Three, two, one. Here we go. We're going to go through these one by one. So this is um, take photos or take screenshots of these. The first and most popular type of content. And by the way, um, if you are not a coach, I basically am talking about coaches here. If you're not a coach, that's cool. You're still going to get value from this workshop, but I'm going to relate my language to coaches to say, you know, if you're just in case you're not a coach. Okay, so number one is how-to content. Um, and how-to content is the most popular sort of content. It's, um, it's basically how-to stuff, strategical stuff, right? It's where you give value, tips and advice. Put your hand up if you know what I'm talking about here. How-to content, right? Yes. Okay. So it's basically goes like how to get 
X or whatever, or how to do this, how to do this. Um, I'm going to give you two examples of myself. You know, I'm a coach. So this is a post here where um, I've done two things you need to know for your niche, right? Or niche. So I've just done a quick video, me talking about two things you need to know if you're going to get clear with your niche. Second post I've done here is an easy hack to increase engagement in the audience where I simply say, hey, any, any follower that you get, send them a quick message saying hello. And that's it. Don't bug them. So it's just kind of tips and advice around your craft, right? My craft is helping coaches grow the business. Um, your craft might be a fitness coach, for example. Your craft might be a relationship coach. It's just content helping out with your craft. Does everybody get this? Give me a little bit of a head nod. Sweet. Now, how-to content is the most popular sort of content that people post, yeah? Majority of coaches will post majority of this stuff, how-to content. And yes, you need to do it, yeah? And yes, it probably should be the most popular type of content that you post, but it's not everything. Now, before I move on from how-to content, I want to quick, make a quick note is I want you to ramp up the quality of your how-to content. What generally happens is coaches hold back from the amount of value that they give in their how-to content because they're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to um, divulge my secrets. Yeah, that's for my paid clients and my paid program. But here's the thing. Here is that thing, right? And I know there's conflicting information with this, but times change. Times change. We're in 2023. Hell yeah, times change. Here's the thing is that your free content that you give out is a snapshot into your paid program. People look at your how-to content, the value that you're giving out, and if it sucks, then they're going to go, well, I guess their program might suck as well. If you've got amazing content where it's like, what the hell? She's giving this out for free. He's doing this for free. Imagine how good his paid program is. Can you see the difference? Yeah. So what's happening is that so many coaches are holding back their absolute gold nuggets because they're like, well, no, 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 that's for my paid clients. But because of how much marketing there is now and how, many pe how much people are doing content, when you jump out and give intensely good free value, you will stand out. And here's the thing is that when people don't pay, they don't pay attention. Have you heard that before? When people don't pay, they don't pay attention. Or when people pay, they pay attention. And it's so true. 99% of people will never do anything with your free content. So there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. So even though 99% of people won't do anything with your free content, they will remember that your content was awesome. And that's the whole part of it. So, you know, if Debbie, you're posting awesome, amazing, high value content, 99% of people won't actually action it anyway, but they'll just know that, hey, Deborah posts awesome stuff. And then you get in their mind and when they're ready to buy, guess who they're going to think of first? Boom, here we go. All right, here we go. We're going to move on. Um, number two, relatable content. This here builds connection. How-to content builds trust. This one here builds connection because it's these days, it's not just about 
creating content that helps solve the problem that your target market is facing, right? And doing the how-to stuff. Um, people, you could be an amazing skilled coach, right? But if you don't connect with your audience, they're not going to buy from you. They also have to like you now. So they have to see that you're the person that can help solve their problem. And they also have to like you. So relatable content, this is where you show a unique thought or action that your target market has or does. And by the way, whilst I'm going through these, I want you to write down any ideas for content that you could get. This is the whole purpose of this. So if you get an idea for content, write this thing down. Um, what we don't want this workshop to be is where you just like go through it. You kind of learn a bunch of stuff and you're like, oh, that's so cool, but you don't do anything with it. That's what 99% of people do. I want you to be the 1% today, yeah? Can you put your hand up whether you're watching this live or at home um, on the replay? Put your hand up if you're cool with actioning this stuff. All right, we're not here just to learn, yeah? Here we go. I got two hands going. Um, so relatable content. Now, the example that I got here is... Um, I just posted this video of something that I'm sure that a lot of us have been through. Has anyone here been at bed at, in bed at night <laughs> and your mind's racing with ideas? <laughs> yep, we've all had it. You're trying to go to sleep and your mind is racing with ideas. So I just did a quick video. And I'm like, man, I experienced it and I know probably everyone else does. So I'm like, I'm going to do a video showing me in bed. I'm trying to go to sleep. And then I get this idea, I reach up, grab my phone, type in the notes, and then I go back to sleep. And then another idea comes. It's just a relatable bit of content that I know my audience also go through. They see that, they go, yeah, I go through that as well. It's such this one, the relatable content will get the most shares. This for sure is usually on average, me for me, definitely. This relatable content will get the most engagement and the most shares. So it's an awesome type of content to put in your bag of content tricks. Hey, just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in. So save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to www.lukepage.com.au forward slash 10k i'm going to pop that link in the show notes but anyway let's get back to the episode all right we're going to move on belief busting content this thing here makes you stand out and i love belief busting content basically what you're going to do with this is you're going to bust through the biggest misconceptions of your target market has by saying the opposite to what everyone else says it's so easy so this one here Imposter syndrome is great. No one says that. Everyone says imposter syndrome is the worst. There's imposter syndrome coaches, coaches that help people get over imposter syndrome. We all get imposter syndrome. What is it? Well, it's basically a feeling where we doubt ourselves. We don't belong. We shouldn't be doing this. Who am I to be doing this? We all get it. Now, it's known in the coaching industry as a bad thing. You don't want it. Um, so the belief is imposter is syndrome is bad yeah so i'm just going to say the opposite imposter syndrome 
If you've got it, and this is how I started this video, if you've got imposter syndrome, then congratulations, you are on the right path. And then I make up a story, which is legit. I don't make it up, but as in I then give evidence to why my statement is correct. So all you do is you make a list of the biggest misconceptions in your market, yeah? Make a list. What do my target market believe to be true? And I know we're all different here, but I can be like imposter syndrome's bad. Um, selling, if I sell too much, my audience will not like me. Um, this is a number of things. Whatever I write down, I then basically say the opposite. And because you're saying the opposite, guess what? People pay attention. Pretty simple. <laughs> People pay attention when you say the opposite to what everyone else is saying. So. This is a cool one. Awesome. Here we go. Vulnerable content. This one builds relatability. You want to be an awesome coach, right? You want to be great at what you do, but if you're the coach that is just perfect, people won't be able to relate to you. So all you're going to do here is you're going to talk about your struggles, fears, doubts, and failures. Pretty simple. And this is what it does. It just helps people relate to you and they feel like they're just like you. Now, coaches are pretty good at this. I feel most coaches are good at this, but here's what I see for the coaches that do share vulnerability. A lot of the time they talk about their past struggles, their past fears, their past doubts, their past failures, which is all well and good. And they do that. But I want you to also talk about your current struggles, what you're struggling with now, what you're fearing right now, what you're doubting right now, and what you're failing with right now. That will give you a point of difference because most people will only speak about their struggles and fears once they're through it. They won't do it when they're doing it in the moment. And guess what? Here's why this here, by talking about your struggles, fears, and fears that you're going through now, why it's so effective is because your target market, are they struggling and fearing and doubting and failing now or in the past? They're bloody struggling now. So when you talk about your struggles now, it is so much more effective. Uh, we've got a question. What does Belief Buster do for your audience, please, Luke? Yeah, It makes you stand out. Is that the answer you're looking for? Makes you stand out. Here we go. All right, we're moving on. Number five, inspirational content. Inspirational content, this builds authority. Come on, we know this stuff. This is posting the inspirational quotes or you know, the insp inspirational video talking about a story. And what you're doing here is that you're inspiring your target market to take action and keep going. Take action and keep going. Everyone wants to give up. Everyone wants to give up. Your target market wants to give up, yeah? You've got to know that. So you've got to inspire them to keep going. Don't give up. You can do this. And you do that through your content. You can do it in a video. You can do it in a just a quote. You can do it however you like, right? But you've got to inspire your audience to keep going and not give up. All right. We're going to number six. Next one, personal content. This one bonds your audience with you. Now, um, this is the sharing your personal life. Now, there's a little bit of, okay, some people are like, nah, I don't do this. And you don't have to do this. I'm definitely a fan of it because trust me, your fans want to know about your life outside your business. I just think about all the people I look up to, when they post stuff about their personal life, man, I'm eating it up. 
I'm eating it up. I'm like, what's, you know, what's she do outside of her business? Or what's he do? What's going on? Yeah, we want to know this stuff. It's like, you know, the, the tabloids and they're like, you know, Harry and Megan, this is what they're doing in their personal life. Don't know if you're a Harry and Megan fan, Dara. But uh, you know what I mean? It's just like a, it's just a common thing. We want to know like what's going on in the personal life and stuff like that. So it don't have to be like crazy personal, but you know, for example, this is just a video I've posted of our son, Louie. Um, little carousel here, 10 things that you don't know about me. So every now and then post personal content. People want to know about it. It's variety, yeah? Your followers, this thing here, personal content, it's not going to get your followers. It's going to build uh, bond your existing audience with you. All right. Number seven, selling content. Oh, okay. So this one here. Yes, everybody, congratulations. You're actually allowed to sell. Can you believe it? You get to sell. You're allowed to. This one gets your leads and sales. Pretty obvious. And you can literally do posts that are selling and nothing else. So there's two types of posts that you want to do for selling. Number one is to get your leads. Number one, number two is to get your sales. So this one on the left here, um, this one's just to, like a lead magnet that I have to um, where I where I, I provide 10 non-salesy sales scripts, right? So it's just a post, me talking about, hey, do you want these little sales scripts that helps you get leads and sales? Um, all you got to do is grab the script, insert your details of your niche, and you've got a little mini sales generator. Very simple. This one here is a post about the leading coach. I'm just kind of talking about um, how most how today's most successful coaches are growing their business. And I say, hey, do you want that for you? I've got this program for the leading coach. Very simple. You don't want to sell every single post, but you want to put it in the mix. Okay. All right. We're going to go to number eight. This is probably one of my, this is the most underutilized and probably my one of my favorites. The news reporter. Okay. So this one here, the news reporter. This is where you're posting content, commenting on something newsworthy on your industry. It is so easy to do. It's the quickest type of content to create. It really is so quick. Um, and it here's this. It positions you as an expert, even if you're not even an expert yet. It's so funny. Even if you're not, let's just say you're a new coach and you're not an expert yet. You jump on and comment. You go on to uh, Google. And I did it yesterday. I'm like, okay, because this is an example here where threads, everyone know threads? Uh, that little weird app that's come off from Instagram. Um, when it first came out, did a quick Google of threads. This came up and it was threads app. Instagram owner launches Twitter rival in 100 countries. I screenshotted the news article. Then I did a green screen over the top. If you don't know how to do a green screen, Google it. And I just said, Instagram have just launched their Twitter rival threads. It's Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. Is it going to last? What's your thoughts? So easy to do. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not making a comment about it, my opinion. I'm just going, this is what's happening. Yeah. What's your thoughts on it? It works really, really well. It works really, really well. So all you got to do is think about something in your industry, type it in Google and look for a news article on it screenshot it, put your face in front of it and go, hey, this is this is what's happening. Da, 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 da. Really awesome, awesome way to create content. So easy, positions you as an expert and usually gets people talking if it's a controversial subject because sometimes newsworthy stuff is. So there we go.
We've got the eight content types, how to, relatable. Now, what you're going to do is you're just going to rotate between the different types of content when you post, right? Now, the how to, I will say, that's the one that you want to use the most. Yeah, so you want to make your how to's because ultimately, that's what people are following you for. They're wanting to get information to help them get past the problem that they're experiencing, right? So they want to know strategical things. But what's happening in the moment is most coaches are posting how to, how to, how to, vulnerable, how to, how to, how to, inspirational, how to, how to, how to, vulnerable, inspirational, vulnerable, inspirational, that type of thing. Awesome. What we're going to do is we're just going to go how to, relatable, belief busting. We might do another how to, vulnerable, another how to, inspirational. Um, and you can, it's, do you get what I'm saying here? Is you're just moving through the eight content types. So how you do it, I'm not saying that there's an exact way of doing it. The main thing is, is that you look at, okay, what's my next bit of content? You, you make a note of what you've posted recently. Is it how-to content? Is it relatable? Is it belief busting? Then you look at lists and you're like, okay, what haven't I posted in a while? And you just go, okay, I haven't done a vulnerable or an inspiration or a selling. And then you go, which one am I going to do out of those three? Cool. I'm going to do vulnerable. So easy. When you've got this list here, it makes it so easy to start creating content because you just know, okay, my next one has to be a vulnerable post. What's something I can share to do with vulnerability in my life, whether it's in the past or whether I'm experiencing it right now? It makes it because you're starting to hone in on certain things, your ideas start coming to you. Any questions with this? Do, 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 do. All right, beautiful. Here we go. Let's go on originality. So um, Netflix, they have exclusive content, right? That's available to them and only them. So the question is, is how do we bring originality to our own content? We're not Netflix. We don't have gazillions of dollars and big production companies and stuff like that. So how do we bring originality to our own content? Well, guess what? How do we do this? We do it by being ourselves. Whoa, we've heard this a few times. Come on, Luke, you're not going to go down that path, are you? <laughs> yes, I am. Now, here's the thing. This is us right now. We've got our handcuffs on. We're shackled. Yeah, we're shackled. We've all got a fear of caring what other people think. We've all got it, all of us. And if you didn't have it, you'd probably you'd be crazy. So we do want it, yeah? We do want it. The issue is, is that it stops most of us from ever letting our true magic out. Is anyone here like, I don't know, the you might be speaking one-to-one -one with someone and you're like, you know, you can you can speak freely, you've got all this charisma, you um you can be very engaging, but then maybe when you have to get up in front of an audience, a group full of people, you all of a sudden freeze up and that magic of yours goes and disappears. Can anyone relate to that? Yeah, it's a very common thing. Now, what happens? The only thing that happens is that you don't lose your skill set. You don't lose your character and charisma. You don't lose your knowledge. What happens is that you go from speaking one-to-one -one and you're just yourself to, uh-oh, freezing up, I care what people think of me, and you lose your magic. So what we want to do is we need to keep our magic, right? And with content, what's happening is that people are creating content. And man, this is a scary thing. 
when you create content and I, you know, everyone here that does create content and post content, seriously, well, buddy done. Like it is a scary thing. We're putting our heart and soul out for the world to judge people that we know and people that we don't know. The entire world judges us and it's a scary thing, right? So seriously, amazing job on having the courage to do that. One thing we want to do constantly is be pushing ourselves to let go and unshackle. We need to open the handcuffs because when we're caring so much of what other people think, we have got our handcuffs on. Now, imagine that I'm running through life with handcuffs. I can still live life, right? I can still run, but I definitely can't run as fast if I didn't have the handcuffs on, yeah? I can still play guitar, but I definitely wouldn't be able to play guitar if I, as well as if I had the handcuffs off. I could still play tennis, but again, couldn't play as well with the handcuffs on. So when we break free of these handcuffs, when we stop caring so much of what other people think, it frees us up to unleash our potential. So I want to tell you a quick story. Um, um, i tell you a quick story. I was like, this is, this is, I don't know how long ago this was, maybe a couple of years ago. Had my little feed and this is back where it was all photos, no videos and that real stuff. All photos and filters. Who is here for the photo and filter age on Instagram? Woo! What an era. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm posting my photos and stuff on my Instagram feed. I'm looking at my feed and I'm like, oh, yeah, my Instagram feed's looking good. Loving the colors and the filters and the photos. And uh, I caught myself going, oh, wait, uh-oh, not good. Not good, Luke. And it's like, what? I was getting good feelings about a fake page. Good feelings about fake photos with fake filters. And I was getting good feelings. And I'm like, shit, that's not good. Luke, you've fallen into the Instagram trap. And then instantly my mind goes, Luke, you got to do something. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that idea, Luke. But it goes, Luke, you got to do it. Do you know what I did? I'm like, damn it. Damn it, empowering Luke. Can't stand you. You know what I did? My mind said, my empowering version of Luke said, Luke, you've got to ruin it because you are caring too much what other people think. You know what I posted? My next photo. And it killed me to do this. Boom. Boom. Unflattering, unfiltered photo to ruin my page. Ruin, I should say. Now, I did this. Why? I did this purposely for me and only me. For purposely for me and only me. I knew that I was getting shackled up. I was caring too much about the image I was portraying. And if I was caring too much about the image I was portraying, there's no way known I can show up my content and let those shackles off. Yeah. So I pushed myself. And as hard as this was, I just like took a quick photo and it was one photo. Yeah. Boom, right in my face, no filter, put it on. And it was the first step to me breaking away and caring less. And one thing that I constantly do is just remind myself, Luke, care less, care less, care less, care less, care less. And the more and more I care less, the more magic I produce. It's so true. And it's true for me. It's true for you. It's true for me. It's true for you. It's true for everyone. The more you care less, the more magic you let out, the more you drop and unlock those handcuffs, 
the more that you are free to reach your potential. So I'm going to give everyone a challenge here, a challenge to do and post something that demonstrates what I've done here. Now, you don't have to do this. If you don't want to grow, don't do it. If you're cool walking around with the shackles for the rest of your life, don't do this, but post something where it's basically demonstrates that you are pushing yourself to not care. Now, you can take the same little thing that I've done here. Oh, guess what, guys? I did the, you, you couldn't see my screen. I did the screen thing. You didn't even tell me. You're just like looking at me like, ah. Oh, well, that's a, I'm going to have to start that hole again. Anyway, so you never saw my photo, just so I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is the photo I did. This is my photo. God oh, damn it. Damn it. That's it. Start, I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> anyway, so this is what I was showing, right? My nice little pretty feed. And then I posted this. Unflattering photo. Purposely unflattering photo, right? <laughs> Um, so the challenge to you is to do the same. Um, doesn't look anything like me. Well, different angles. That's the real me. Yeah, Deborah. That's the real me. <laughs> so yeah, you can do whatever you like, but posting the photo like this is a very easy one, right? Um, and basically you just want to post something where your Basically going, yep, that's definitely showing more of the real me and dropping the care. It can be an unflattering photo. It can be sharing something where you're like, you know, we've all got these beliefs, yeah? We've all got these opinions, but we ain't sharing them, yeah? We've all got things that we believe, people that we like, things, the opinions that we have that aren't popular, that if we share it, people in our audience aren't going to like it. They're probably going to unfollow us. We've all got these things, but we ain't sharing them. We're keeping them to ourselves. And guess what? Whilst you continue to operate like that, your content's never going to be amazing and your true fans won't find you. True fans. I've been posting some pretty crazy shit lately, right? I don't know if you've been following me, but I've been posting some pretty crazy shit. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? The people that don't like it unfollowed me. But the people that loved it are like, Luke, I love it. Pretty simple. Pretty simple, pretty simple. And the same goes for you. When we can let our magic out and just be ourselves, your true fans will find you. At the moment, we're sitting on the fence. We were like, I'm just posting content or it's just like it's, you know, it's never, it's not going to rock the boat. Um, everyone's going to like it, yeah? But unless people love it, it's not going to do anything for you, yeah? Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that, that coach's content. Yeah, I like their content. That coach's content. Oh, I love their content. They're that coach's content. I like their content. Doesn't get people buying from you. Doesn't. That coach's content. Oh, I love their content. That gets people buying from you. So the way to do this is you've got to be original. You've got to let and break through the shackles. What's an idea? Has anyone got any ideas on what they could post? All right, let's quick. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to think of an idea because we want to, before we move on to this one, this is massively important and it's going to be uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. It's meant to be very uncomfortable. This here is seriously, do not skip this. If you skip this, what I've just said there, 
is that you are basically saying, no, Luke, I'm not ready to grow. It is so important. It's hard. I get it. So hard. And what will happen is when you post this thing, your mind is going to say, take it down, take it down, take it down, take it down. What are they going to say? Imagine, oh, they're probably, you know, they're laughing at me. Your mind is going to say this, yeah? And what I would suggest is that when you post whatever the thing that you're going to post, the unflattering photo, sharing something personal that you haven't shared before, sharing an opinion that you know some people aren't going to like, your mind is going to say, take it down. It's going to be screaming at you. Get your journal out and write it down. What's happening? Uh, I'm worried that they're going to say this. I'm worried that they're going to laugh. I'm worried that people are going to unfollow me. Write down all your worries. And then at the end of it, say, and that's completely okay. All the crazy shit that I've done in the past, yeah? All the weird posts has done nothing. Nothing. Hasn't killed me. I haven't died. My whole following hasn't left. Nothing. Do you know what it's done? Is it's freed me up. That's it. It's the exact same for you. Nothing's going to happen. And I get it in the moment. We, Our brain and our mind this creates this crazy storm like, oh, my God, this is going to end you if you do this. No. <laughs> It'll start you. It'll start you. Oh, my God, this is going to kill me. No, no, no. This will birth you by doing this. All right, is everyone feeling this? Is this... Put your hand up if this is making you uncomfortable. Come on. I want to see some honesty. Put your hand up if this the thought of this is making you uncomfortable. Good. Thank you for everyone's honesty and vulnerability because guess what? Hell yeah, it's meant to make you uncomfortable. OMG, any time that I do it, it makes me uncomfortable. It's meant to. Yeah? Now, drop in the chat. When you commit to do this by, and you're watching this back on the replay, I want you to write this down. When you commit to do this by, here we go. Here we go. Come on. I wouldn't be a coach if I don't give you a little bit of a nudge to get uncomfortable, everybody, within the week. Andrea, can I, am I pronouncing your name correctly, Andrea, by the way? Let's get specific with the date and time. Sometimes when we're generic in life, it gives us a little bit of a way to kind of weasel out. So, you know, Friday, 4 p.m., we get a deadline, bang, it's easy. End of the week, I see too generic. Let's get specific with the days and the times. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Opportunity for growth. Opportunity for growth. Opportunity to re be reborn. Opportunity for your next level right here. As soon as you do this, you have stepped up to the next level, everybody. So simple. So simple. Friday, end of day. So is that 5 p.m.? Or is that 9 p.m.? What's end of day? Okay, Friday. Come on, Deborah, give me a time. Time on Friday. Come on. 4 p.m. We've got a time. 5 p.m. Good. Excellent. All right. And yes, make sure you get time specific. Now put it in your diary. Now when you do this, I want you to tag me because I get it. I want you to tag me or at least... Send me a DM if you don't want to tag me and just say, hey, Luke, I did it. Here's the link to the post. Because when you do it, I want to give you the biggest congratulations because I tell you what, when you do it, it's going to be scary as hell. And having someone there just to give you a pat on the back will help you through the whole process. And I just want to give you a, seriously a massive 
congratulations on doing something like this. It is so scary, but it will start the process of you taking these things off. Yeah. Taking these things off, which is going to allow you to step into your potential. Here we go. Let's finish off this thing on number three, the uh, content, uh, the third content uh, principle. So consistency. Consistency. So what do Netflix do? Well, well, they do content principle number one and two. Heart rate's already high just thinking about it. Oh, I'm so excited for you. It's so exciting. So exciting. Isn't it funny how we can just think about something, think about it, and our heart rate changes? Yeah, I'm totally feeling you, Andrew, right now. I'm proud of you. All right. Consistency. So Netflix, what they do well is they do the content principle one, which is variety, and they do content principle number two, which is originality. And they just do it consistently. So we need to get consistent with our content. How we're going to do it is by what I call having a minimum posting agreement and content planning. So let's go through these one by one. Minimum posting agreement is a minimum amount of content you post every week moving forward that you just make an agreement with yourself. Yeah. You make an agreement that moving forward that you're going to post a minimum amount of content. So for us, for example, the minimum amount of content that we post on Instagram is two grid posts. Some, day, some weeks we'll post five grid posts. Some weeks we'll post four and three, but at a minimum, two get done every week. Whether I'm feeling amazing, whether I'm feeling terrible, whether I'm sick, or whether I'm, my energy's through the roof, minimum two gets done. Minimum two. Now, what you want to do with this number is you want to create a number that slightly pushes you. So, for example, if it's just like, and we're all different here, right? We're all different. So, if you're like, no, one's way too easy. Two's like, it's achievable, but it's a little bit more of a nudge. Then I want you to put the one step above, you know, making it too easy. So, it's going to, you know, stretch you a little bit. But then I don't want you to put a number where it's like, it's, it's too hard to achieve. So if I said five grid posts for me, yes, we'd be able to do it some weeks, but man, doing that consistently is very hard to achieve for us. So you want to put a number that stretches you a tiny bit, but doesn't overstretch you. That's you know definitely achievable consistently, right? Because if you put a number that you is hard to achieve and you don't achieve it, you basically um, what you'll do is if you don't meet your promise it'll 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 make it'll make you feel bad as opposed to if you go hey my minimum posting agreement is one post a week or two grid posts a week for example and when you meet it each week you get a feeling of accomplishment and when you feel good accomplished what do you do you take less action or more action <laughs> less or more action if you're feeling good more action and that's what we want to be doing right so when I put these little habits in place that reward us, so we take more action, we feel better. Is everyone getting this? Minimum posting agreement. So depending on what platforms you have is what you do. So for example, minimum posting agreement for us on Instagram is two grid posts a week. That's it. As long as we make that, we're done. We don't finish the week until that gets done. We have a podcast, uh, one podcast episode a week. We have an email list, one email a week. 
Sometimes we're doing more emails. Sometimes we're doing more podcasts. But in general, that's just the benchmark and standard. We don't finish our week and we set our week up to hit those numbers. Any questions? Cooly, cooly, cooly. Write down right now what is your minimum posting agreement? I'm going to give you 30 seconds just to start with this thing. What's your minimum posting agreement? How many posts are you going to do? Get specific, you know, grid posts, story posts. Three, okay, so we've got three a day down to one a day. Nice. Now that frees you up, yeah? Feeling good about that. Now, there's going to be some days where the ideas are coming and you're like, bang, I'm going to smash out two, three, four, five. That's cool. Just doing one a day, as long as you hit that, oh, what a good feeling. Love it. Three to four on Instagram and Facebook post a week. Okay, now can we get specific with that one, yeah? Just make it three or four. The key with whenever we're creating goals is specificity. Remember how I was saying before about, okay, give me a date and time when you're uh, going to post this uncomfortable post. And a lot of us were saying, you know, kind of vague answers, end of the week. Now, no, we've got to be specific with our deadlines and our times and our numbers. Four, awesome. Because when we've got a specific number, then we can reach it. If we say a range, we can kind of go, oh, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I kind of did it. Yeah, we want to say, did I do it? Yes or no? Simple as that. All right, we're going to move on from the minimum posting agreement. The second thing is we're going to do content planning. At the end of your work week, you're going to put a reoccurring appointment in your diary. Two, plan out your content for each week. So for me, my last day of the working week is Friday. So Friday, 10 a.m., I have an hour slot in there to plan out our content for the remaining week, for the, sorry, the next week. And all you do is you take your minimum posting agreement, yeah? So if that's four posts for you, Andrea, for example, you go, okay, cool. I've got four posts I've got to do on Instagram next week. What are the topics going to be about? Okay, I post one on Monday, for example, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. What's going to be the topic for my Monday post? What's going to be the topic for my Tuesday post? What's going to be the topic for my Thursday post and my Friday post? And you don't have to create the post, just the topic, just the topic. Now, when you do this, what happens when you start your new week? You start your new week knowing what you're going to be creating content about. And you don't go into the procrastination phase where it's like, okay, it's time to create some content. And you're like, oh, what am I going to do? Um, oh, I don't know what to do. What do I do? Oh, what am I do? And then you procrastinate. And because you procrastinate, you get overwhelmed because you're, you're losing out on time. And then you don't actually take action. And then you don't post. And it leads to inconsistencies. This is where people get done with inconsistencies. We have not missed a week of content. Seriously, I struggled with it with inconsistency when I first started first six months since then, wherever that is, four years ago, have not missed one week of content ever. Even when I'm sick, even when I'm not feeling good, even when I'm down and doubting myself, never, simply because I just follow this process. So easy. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. 
And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. So getting back to content planning at the end of your week. So if that's Sunday for you, cool, put it in your diary. Now it's Sunday, 10 a.m. What's the time? You got to treat this like a client call. Put it in your diary and it's reoccurring. So it recurs. You don't reschedule this thing. Man, it's locked in. You're treating it like a client call, right? And you're filling out your minimum content agreement for the next week. You're filling out the topics. Then what you also do is you put allocate time in your diary. This is really important. You allocate time in your diary for next week to create that content. Make sense? So let's just say you go, okay, I'm going to do my um, Tuesday post. And that's going to be about um, how to um, make a million dollars in one week. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do a reel. And um, I reckon that's going to take me two hours to create, for example. You put two hours block time in Monday, for example. You got a two-hour block in your diary to create the how to make a million dollars in seven days, right? And you do the same thing for all your content. So your diary is packed full of appointments to create the content. When you do this, you can't lose. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world. And we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.